0: Next up on an all new Rick and Rick.
1: A haunted house that's so scary it requires a 40 age waiver.
0: Why scientists are warning human brains grown in the lab might be alive.
1: Kellogg's follows our lead with its own cereal-inspired IPA beer.
0: Plus Marvel's latest ugly Christmas sweaters and a whole lot more.
1: And it all starts right here, right now, on
0: the season three premiere of the one show that's everybody's bag of Ricks.
1: And everybody rules the world.
0: Hello everybody, welcome to the season three premiere of Rick and Rick Rule the World. This is Rick Matheson, and I am joined, as always, by mein guter Kumpel. (laughs) <laughs> it's a little German for you there, Rick. It either means my good buddy or my stomach is full of Bavarian creamed spaghetti, but I'm not totally sure. How you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm good. You know, things are, things are a little crazy here in California right now for our listeners. Uh, you know, you hear about uh, people who work too hard and they burn the candle at both ends. Well, here in California, we're burning the state from both ends. Northern California fires and the Southern California fires. And I'm telling you, this place this place is a hot mess right now.
0: Yeah, I I have never seen it like this, Rick. So high winds, dry conditions, California is a tinderbox. And I I was going to tell you, we're recording this show on the Sunday before Halloween. And in my town, driving over here, the air is full of smoke. I mean, you don't want to breathe. And half the town's power is out. So just pitch black and the smoke only made it darker. So really, really creepy. But we do have plenty of fun stuff on marketing, media, tech, and pop culture before, during, and after. All Hallows Eve and on to the holiday season. Now, where was this haunted house when we were growing up, Rick? This sounds super cool.
1: Yeah, you know, I I, I don't know that I would have been able to do it. I mean, so this is being called the scariest haunted house in the world. Uh, It's in Summertown, Tennessee. And basically, I think this guy just took it on himself to go create what he felt would be the absolute scariest haunted house. And he did it to a level where he wanted to make sure nobody ever actually made it all the way through. And so far, apparently, he has a perfect record you know they had a they had this great video on the uh the fox website showing people who'd been through it and and part part of it's kind of like scary to watch because uh their eyes are taped over they're painted weird colors they look like you know they had just been rolled down to hell They look like they've been to hell uh, like, exactly so i don't know exactly what they do to these people in the haunted house uh but nobody has made it through yet
0: yeah it's super uh, crazy just to be able to do this thing you have to to watch a two-hour video, show proof of medical insurance, pass a drug test, sign a 40-page waiver, create a safe word, passive physical, and more. And and the video, you're right, it like I couldn't tell what was going on. Some of them looked like they'd suddenly been caked in mud and some of them are kind of crying and here's the deal you have plenty of incentive to make it through this haunted house because if you do this guy will pay you twenty thousand dollars and nobody (laughs) has successfully completed the experience in i guess the two years he's been doing this tour that is so amazing it's hard for me to actually imagine but but in that video there was a scene where i swear it looked like the person was underwater did Uh. you see that part
1: yeah, yeah. It look, there's, there's a, there was a video, and they were showing somebody who looked like they were in a flotation tank, where yeah. you know maybe it was one of those isolation tanks that blocks out all the sound, all the light, all the everything, and has you floating in the water. I, I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're definitely doing some crazy stuff. I, I also saw somebody who looked like they were in a freezer. So maybe they. <laughs> Would you join the freezer and lock you in it or something? I'm, I'm just not sure. Well, You're did crazy. you see what the cost is to go through? No. If you have to bring a, d- a bag of dog food. Apparently the guy's got four <laughs> dogs. And since he just does this for fun, what he really wants is to get enough dog food to make him through the year. So that's that's his charge.
0: Not the dogs. It's the hounds from hell. <laughs> Now, what is kind of weird, this will be Rick and Rick's moment of science. There was this really spooky story out, I think it was in Futurism. They're reporting that researchers have discovered that lab-grown brain material that they use for research, it's alive. Or at least (laughs) that this brain material is showing enough signs of neuroactivity that they're advocating that scientists no longer use this brain material for fear that these are sentient. That these brains may be experiencing this endless horror of conscious consciousness you know, existence without a body. And I think I read somewhere else that they're showing the neurological activity of a three-year-old child. These are little slivers of brain that they've grown in a in a lab. So it totally felt like the setup for a
1: horror movie. It is creepy. I'm curious how they would determine whether it's sentient or not. I mean, muscles have electricity that runs through it. And so I'm wondering how they're going to differentiate between what's happening in this brain tissue that they've, they've created and any other type of organ. I'm, I'm I'm curious about that.
0: I don't know. It is a very good question because, yeah, muscles, even bodies. I, I saw this thing recently where they did time lapse of a body, and it was newly deceased person, and that wow. body moved around all over the room over yeah. like a 48-hour period just because the muscles are still acting, twitching, and, you know, there's a lot still going on, and so now it's calling the question some forensics for investigating murder scenes or whatnot because the body might be in a completely different location than the, than it was when it was originally deceased.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, but that's a a good question. I I guess in the brain, they must be saying that that activity seems to match the level that they can see in young human children. And so I I guess it's more of a fear that there might be something going on there. Now, this brain doesn't have eyes or ears or a body to feel. It's not thinking anything, but we also don't know what, if anything, it might be experiencing. And that's super creepy. Mm -hmm. On to lighter matters. Lay's is launching grilled cheese and tomato soup flavor potato chips. I am totally in.
1: Me too. You know, it, it you know, a lot of times when we hear about these crazy new flavors of Pringles or whatever, Lay's, you would think like, oh my god, you know, why would you ever, you know, put that in a chip? But in this particular case, I mean, I love grilled cheese, I love tomato soup. I can imagine eating Lay's chips with it, so why wouldn't you put them all together? Totally. So I'm I'm super I'm super into this one. I want to try this one. I'm going to yeah, look for it.
0: Me too. Anyway, we've got to take a quick break when we come back. It is time for the good the bad and the marketing. So stay tuned. Hey, Rick and Rick nation. Don't forget to check out our website at rickandrick.com. It's double the Rick in just one (laughs) click at rickandrick.com. All right, we are back. It's the season three premiere of Rick and Rick Rule the World. And it's time for the good, the bad, and the marketing. And this totally cracked me up, Rick. So our last episode was the season two finale, parts one and part two. And I think it was in part one. We shared a clip from that episode. It was your birthday around um, St. Patrick's Day where we created that Lucky Charms-inspired Lucky Charms IPA that was quite disgusting. But uh, but now Kellogg's is getting into the act. And they've got this new Kellogg's cornflakes Nitro Milkshake. IPA and according to manofmini.com the beer starts out with a big serving of cornflakes which is followed up by milky lactose, that sounds pretty gross, fresh fruits, and vanilla. Early testers report that the flavor is sweet, fruity, and creamy, and that it has notes of strawberry, passion fruit, coconut, and mango. I don't understand how that has anything to do with corn flakes, but it is kind of funny that everybody seems to be getting into this uh, cereal-inspired beer. And nitro. Everything's nitro nowadays.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I've seen a few of these recently. I, just this last week, I saw Fruit Loops. Really? A Fruit Loop uh infused beer. And and it's this uh it seems to be you know, the sours and the, the milkshake IPAs that are kind of driving that direction. And, you know, I mean, we had IPAs were popular for years yeah. and years and years, so they had to mix it up. And that's where, you know, we started seeing the popularity of things like sours come up, but never really been a big sour fan. Right. It, it, it's kind of too sweet for me. Yeah. Um, but then the milkshake IPAs, and I've tried a couple and, and it's, it's been hit or miss for me, but they, they bring in some of these interesting flavors just to kind of add a variety, but they're not overwhelming. They're not like like super strong so guava and you know peach and all these other flavors kind of mix in there nicely and something as simple as frosted flakes or whatever mm-hmm. the the cereal is in this case kind of would go well with that
0: yeah I, I'm intrigued by a fruity pebble or did you say fruity pebbles or fruit loops
1: fruit loops but fruity yeah. pebbles would be good too
0: yeah I wonder what the uh, count chocula would, count chocula.
1: Uh, would, would taste like and, well, and what was the Frankenstein <laughs> Frankenberry
0: yeah Frankenberry that would be an interesting Halloween IPA mm. I, I want to ask you about this so mint chocolate chocolate. chocolate Twinkies are here for the holidays. You can forget the pumpkin spice bar fests here. Hostess has this new chocolate (laughs) mint flavored Twinkie. And I don't know, for some reason, I have always associated chocolate mint with Shamrock Shakes and and St. Patrick's Day. I'm not sure I ever thought about it for Christmas. I think a peppermint by itself for Christmas, but apparently they're not the only ones. There's a York, York peppermint patty hot chocolate coming out and a new I guess the first permanent new flavor in a decade it's a Kit Kat Duo's Mint Chocolate Bar I don't know did you ever think of this as, as a holiday flavor did you associate it with Christmas
1: you know I mean there are minty things in yeah. Christmas so yeah. yeah but no I mean really I'm I'm with you like the it, it, anything green I associate with you know the St. Patrick's Day I, I don't associate necessarily with Christmas yeah. but you know certainly green is part of the Christmas color right I'll tell you what I'll try them they look good so Speaking of mint, my favorite ice cream is It's It. You're familiar with It's It? Yeah, to the mint and chocolate so, chip ones, or exactly. Every time the kids and I go to the grocery store, we're gonna do barbecue, whatever. We we pick up a box of It's It. So the, the problem is, is when there's four of you and they only come three in a box, you have to make Sophie's <laughs> choice, uh, which just means Dad, you know, gets two boxes and eats two. So they've uh, they've recently, uh, they've they've had this like typical formula where they have you know a cookie with some ice cream and they wrap it in chocolate and they switch, switch out the ice cream, they'll do, you know, the mint, which is our favorite, they'll do vanilla, they'll do whatever. And th- I, I was in the grocery store the other day and they have a new flavor where they have these crispy chocolate chip cookies with just vanilla ice cream on the inside. Sounds totally boring, except that they've done something that I've never seen anybody successfully do before, which is the cookies are crunchy. They stay crunchy, even though they've got soft ice cream in between them. I don't know how they did it, but they were miracle workers and and you have to go get some of these. They're absolutely delicious. Mm-hmm. There's no chocolate around the outside because, you know, most of, I think every other one I've ever seen from them is like a flavored ice cream with two cookies on either side. Then the whole thing is dipped in chocolate. Right. This is no chocolate. Chocolate, and they put the, the two cookies on the outside and somehow it's kind of like, if you remember when Deuce de Leche came out, everybody's mm-hmm. like, how is the caramel in yeah. the ice cream so soft? Right. This does not make sense to me. Right. I, I am blown away at how crunchy and delight delicious these cookies are. Uh, on the outside, and to me, it seems like they should be a little soggy after being stuck in a wrapper with some ice cream for however long they're in there, yeah, and if it's my house, it's about twenty two minutes,
0: yeah, right, it tops same with mine i, I it just doesn't last at my house, but so my, my I think I've told you this my wife and daughter can like take a bite of something and then come back to it a day later wow. <laughs> and I'm like if we've got Girl Scout cookies or something in the house, I'm eating sleeves at a time. <laughs> They would last a month if I wasn't home
1: when you when you take one right out of the freezer and you unwrap it. The ice cream is soft. It's not hard, but yet the cookie is still crisp. And you know the nerd in me wants to understand how that works, and yeah. I, I want to master this. And buy as many of these as I can, and eat them often. Now you
0: made me think of this, and listener Bill, longtime listener Bill, will will remember this. So years ago, when we were in college, we used to go get those chocolate covered Oreos that we would then put in the freezer. Yeah. Then at night we'd be watching TV, and we would go get the cookies. You take one bite out of them, then you dip it in milk, then you have this whole crunchy outside but soft inside that is awesome we had to force ourselves to stop eating these things because we were downing entire boxes you know on a nightly basis
1: (laughs) you know we uh as we've raised the kids we've tried to teach them to be very conscientious about serving size and stuff like that and there are certain things where we just will disregard whatever the serving size is and that's uncommon <laughs> oreos is one of them and i remember we got those chocolate covered oreos one time and we looked at the box and it said serving size one oreo yeah <laughs> we yeah. all just looked at each other laugh you know what else
0: is ridiculous right marvel's got this trio of new ugly christmas sweaters featuring your choice of either iron man spider-man and wolverine so i'm just wondering what size do you want your spider-man sweater
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome you know but they also have uh thor and Loki, Venom, Captain America—they—they uh, they actually have a whole bunch of them. Oh, I, I think there was uh, even Deadpool.
0: Ooh, but if you were going to get one, what would you get?
1: Oh, I, I'd have to get Spider-Man. You know me I'm and not. my Spider-Man.
0: Okay, so uh, folks, personally, I—I I am size large. If anyone's taking orders.
1: <laughs> did you did you see the Iron Man one though?
0: Yeah, actually, that was <laughs> one where it was like, okay, that's ugly, but there's some coolness in it as well.
1: Totally. It, they've got the uh, the arc reactor, the one that's in the triangle shape on it which is pretty cool one of the ones that i saw deadpool was actually pretty subtle and you have to take a close look at it to see the things that will give your children nightmares so (laughs) uh, you know some of these were, were a lot of fun
0: all right another weird thing for me is loaded questions which is up next after we come back from this very short break so don't go anywhere Hello, Rick and Rick Nation, it's Rick Matheson and Rick Wooten, and this is the season three premiere of Rick and Rick Rule the World. Rick, are you ready for some loaded
1: questions? I'm ready. Bring it on.
0: All right. We've got three questions here today. First up, let the sugar rush begin. This Halloween, sale of candies, costumes, and pumpkins are expected to A, top $9 billion, B, top $8 billion, C, top $1 trillion, or D, Top three Snickers for every one M&M's ghoul mix candy jar.
1: (laughs) I'm going to go with $8 billion. You are correct.
0: The answer is B, though possibly also D. Um, (laughs) According to The Hill, Americans will scare up $8.8 billion in sales for candy, costumes, and pumpkins this year. Unfortunately, which I'm not sure I got this. I vaguely remember last year, but they're saying that that's also enough to spook economists because The Hill is noting that that's the second year in a row where Halloween sales have actually declined a bit. What they're saying is Halloween is seen as an, quote unquote, expenditure visibility holiday, meaning that when budgets grow tight, these types of flashy expenditures can be the first things to go. Let's hope that the, uh, the post-holiday actuals find sales to be a little bit more treat than trick this year. I'm hoping that it's not the sign of scary things to come.
1: I wonder if they take into account the the change in buying habits from generation to generation, because I imagine if you look from one generation to the next, they're going to celebrate these types of things in different ways. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. curious about that.
0: That's a very good question. I was even wondering about day of week because isn't it Thursday this year? Last year it was yeah. Wednesday. So when those mi- the middle of the week, people might not go as all out as if it were Saturday night, you know that kind of thing.
1: I absolutely agree with that.
0: Question number two: Which of the following are said to rank among the tastiest Halloween candies this year? A. Reese's Spooky Eyeballs. B. Peeps Halloween Marshmallow Pumpkins. C. Big boxes of Boogers. <laughs> D. Butterfinger Peanut Butter Skulls. E. Kool Aid Gouleyed Popping. F, Jelly Belly Rosé Sparkling Jelly Beans, or G, Pumpkin Spice Flavored Kit Kats. Which of these is not said to be ranked among the tastiest Halloween candies this
1: year? I'm going to go with the big box of boogers.
0: I knew you were going to guess that one because it sounds so nuts. That is actually a candy, and it's, I guess, from wow. Walmart. Yeah, so Walmart, I guess they're gummies, but they look like boogers. So I'm sure every parent is going to really love this one. So according to <laughs> Delish.com, all of these are actual candies except pumpkin spice flavored Kit Kats. I just changed it because it's actually pumpkin pie flavored Kit Kats, which sounds so gross. All right. Final question. Which of the following is not one of the most popular Halloween costumes for 2019? A. The Visco girl. B. Pennywise. C. Spider-Man Far From Home. D. Giddy Up from Fortnite. Or E. Chucky. Which of these is not one of the most popular Halloween costumes for 2019?
1: I'm going to guess Visco girl.
0: You are correct. So, according to AOL.com, all of these rank among the top costumes for either adults or kids this year, except Visco Girl. Do do you know what a Visco Girl is, Rick?
1: No, that's why I chose it.
0: Yeah. I I got some cred with my teenager when she asked if I knew what that was, and I actually knew. So, there's this app called VSCO, Visco, and it's a photo editing app. Gen Z girls dress this way. It's kind of like a casual, almost like Valley Girl would have been, but without the gag me with the spoon catchphrase. It's, It's kind of like a relaxed, casual beach look, but they do it on this Fisco app and then it spread to TikTok and and Instagram. But I don't know which is scarier though, Rick, the fact that it was even on my radar or that AOL.com still exists. I had no idea. (laughs) Who knew? All right. Well, that is going to wrap it up for the season three premiere first episode of our new season on Rick and Rick Rule the World. Be sure to come on back next time for the one show where everybody's name is Rick
1: and everybody rules the world.